And Georgia so. I want to see. I want to see you. The Triforce Podcast. They want somebody that looks like, but not really you. James Gunn, not Kevin Gunn. Didn't do much. He just sat in a chair. A new controller. Looks like the old one, but white. It's not Frosted Flakes. It's Frosty Flakes. If I wanted to read, I would listen to it. We got something. I don't know what that something is, but we got it. We are the Triforce, uh, the Triforce Podcast. This is a Perjangers and Wallhangers Media Network production podcast number 114. The crunching sound is Link. Yeah, if you do hear that crunching sound, I apologize. My puppy is chewing his bone. We're just going to put that down, bud. Just no, for the intro. No, just, no, no we're just not. For the, no, we're just not. for the intro. So, um, <laughs> I, of course, am one Matthew Bugrell, the Matman. To my left are Link, Hero of Time, trying to ruin the audio, and Stephen Bukerhill, Big Brother. In the quarantine box above our heads are one Mr. Kelly Collins' ear, Twitchy Wilson, and Christopher Bristow, the old man. So we want you to hop on over here to pjandwh.com to where you can find all of our podcast goodness. Yay. Right here you see a big new feature, all videos. So we in the future, we will have this as a spot where we go live, and you'll be seeing us on the website. And then we'll also go live on Facebook as well, but this is giving you two places for us to, wa- uh, to watch us on. And then you'll also still scroll down, you'll see the latest updates, like last week's Lugnuts, well, yesterday's Lugnuts podcast, Lugnuts nuclear car Jetson sound mode, and then yep. last week's Triforce podcast from Pickle to Hulk. That one, I, that one was one of the most fun I've had in a podcast in a long time. That was a really, really good podcast. <laughs> it turned out amazing. Um, and we're going on with the quarantine here, but here you also see uh, the gang: Matt, man, old man, Twitchy Wilson. And uh, we also need to get uh, Big Brother, and uh, we have Teddy Schools with the light skin breakdown. We need to get Matt Kennedy on there. I think they've read mine. Yeah, no, yours is quite right quick. now. Yeah, it was more. So you don't need to go back. That's skim it. a little bit of they Teddy's. Got they got it. But you can contact the team, man. Leave your name, your email, and your message, and you can find us on all social medias. One thing that we do want to point you over to is not only our website, but ripped-studios.com. Uh, my good friend Joe Palladino runs Ripped Studios, and it is—it's—he look—it's an absolute pleasure working with him. He gets stuff done. He introduced me to a bunch of people, like James Legion and Wade Harris. You guys are going to know their names because they have been working on a special project for Lug Nuts, which is a new intro. Yeah. The gang's heard this it. This is good. And I I love it. I absolutely love it. I'm going to get James next on a Triforce theme just for the show. Um, just got to narrow it down like this one did. But Sunday's Lug Nuts podcast is going to be a big one because we're going to be debuting our brand new intro. Made fresh. From you want to play a little bit of that? No, I don't. I want to, I want you to wait until Sunday. Tune into Lug Nuts. We want you to tune into Lug Nuts so that way you can find the amazing uh, intro that James did for us. I'm going to play it as soon as we start off Lug Nuts. 
and we're gonna it's it's gonna be great. So I'm gonna tease you a little bit. You guys have already heard it. If not, you know where to find it. Um, but it's really great. I thank Joe and James and Wade for making an amazing uh, production happen here with this. Well, not production uh, collaboration happen, and I hope more <clears throat> in the future. So we're obviously gonna plug. <clears throat> Everything that Rip does, like Tales from the Morgue, Cultist Black, Ilphonic, you know that game, Friday the 13th. We plug all of it. So we start off not just plugging our friends, but this podcast is about one thing. Geek culture, nerdy news, and we mix it all together into a stew and pop out the news. So tonight, a Batman you would have loved. Galactus is coming. PlayStation blogs their controller. And Resident Evil is coming as well on tonight's Triforce podcast. So we hop on over a project that Joe Palladino has been doing here, which is very, very awesome. He's been working on an Unreal 3 engine um, with the premise here is Saw. And absolutely love it. It's just a fan project, and he's doing it in his spare time. But it is so amazing. I could not help but just share this video as soon as it loads. God damn Comcast. <laughs> Once again, Lincoln is screaming and I fixed it. So, Rip Studios is producing this. And uh, my buddy Joe Palladino. Twisted Pictures is the uh, place that Saul came from. And here we see a little bit of this beautiful bean footage here. The, a nice little thing. Not for profit. Not for, and not for sale. This is just something that he does because he absolutely loves this series. So. Yeah, he invited me to his regiment on Call of Duty. There you go. This video is not wanting to play for me. Fuck a duck with a truck. Ah, here we go. So, we start off in a little cave, as it were. Room, it looks like. Yeah, dank. it's kind of like, supposed to be like from the first kind a of movie. Dank room. Yeah, it's kind of supposed to be like from the first movie, where you have like, you wake up in like one little thing, pain is the puzzle, part of the puzzle, some nice shelving, the door. Um, I got the pleasure to play a little bit of the early development, and I got stuck behind that door. And then I walk. You walk in here, and I saw the TV. He was still making all this beautiful stuff here, and he's going to continue to work on it, man. It's really great. He's doing an amazing job, uh, just even from the lore. And I know he's a real big horror fan and a fan of the Saw franchise. So, just the feel that you get from this, like, oh, absolutely. You know, that's a hundred percent. Just for early access, just. And this is just Joe doing it. Just imagine if he had actual funding behind him. Mm -hmm. One man. And And sometimes that's all you need to make a decent game nowadays. I mean, it really, it doesn't look, I think it looks amazing. Yeah. And death is not that easy. That did not look very easy to get into that position. No, no, it looked like that was called Capotex. <laughs> so, I thought this that was all guy want to be a part of. I mean, I, he needs to start like a, a GoFundMe on this or just something because this is an absolutely amazing project. And how could I not support my brother Joe Palladino? 
Um, on we go into the news. That's the biggest news I wanted to drop here. A nice little pro- uh, thing for Joe. Go see his other work, uh, works of art, I should say, like Tales from the Morgue. Episode 2 is especially good. Um, but next in the news, I have a little bit of anime stuff, as Kelly likes to call it, uh, tentacle porn. But this is different. <laughs> this one is a harem anime. Harem meaning one guy, lots of women who are in love with that guy. And like just can't tentacles. No tentacles involved with this one, but this one is called... Metaphorical tentacles. Yes, metaphorical tentacles indeed. Harem anime, How Not to Summon a Demon Lord, is getting a season two in 2021. Um, It's all original voice cast. Season one is streaming now on Funimation, and they have a subbed version, which is subtitled, and dubbed, which is English dubbed version. And the colors are green, that's why it looks black. Yes, we can tell that now, because we have a new setup. But um, the anime series is based on the light novel of the same name. It will return in 2021. If you are not familiar with it, it's about uh, Takuma, uh, yeah, Takuma Sakamoto, who is a powerful in this MMO RPG called Cross Riviere. Uh, that other players have actually called him the Demon Lord. So okay. One day he's summoned. Is that a compliment, or do they not? Like oh, the he's, he's just OP. He's really powerful, and he's just probably a prick. So, okay, well, taking enough. it literally, two girls summon him from another world, and during their enslavement ritual, it was meant to enslave the demon lord to do what they want because he's so powerful. Now they have hope for you know upsetting this rebellion. Now, what they didn't account on is that it never goes well. Yeah, well, because he's so overpowered and for some reason is being summoned to this alternative world in his MMO garb, uh, he's also as powerful as his MMO character. And he ca- he has a trait, which is magic reflect, which then in turn makes the two girls enslaved to him. Oh, okay. So they right. did not go out well for them. But it's ironic that you're saying this because Kelly's couch looks like ass cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> How could he be? He's very excited. How could he be the most perverted in this story? I mean, literally, I just made an enslavement setup here, and nobody took it. But Kelly's Kelly's couch ass cheeks are just taking the market right now. Yeah, yeah. Such is such is how life goes. But I did want to turn you on to that anime if you are a fan. Harem sometimes not doesn't sit well with everybody. Not everybody's a fan of that, but. That one was very intricate because it's one of the game anime to where it's a bigger trend now since Sword Art Online that you find a game uh, world of an anime. Mm -hmm. And this animation is Rick and Morty Season 4. We have not confirmed this, I believe, this podcast yet. Um, But Rick and Morty Season 4, the mid-season premiere date and title has been revealed. IGN got the exclusive... And the mid-season premiere title is Never Ricking Morty. Okay. Okay. It'll go live May 3rd at 11.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Adult Swim. So you're going to get a little bit more Rick and Morty in your life in May. So that should actually start to make everybody feel a little bit warm after all the current events. Yeah, a lot better. better. No uh, quarantining. quarantining. You know, so, we, I mean, i got to say, Rick and Morty have never really steered us down. The first half of season one was great, and I just don't want to ever have to go without Rick and Morty in my life. 
Yeah. Amen to that. This should be more like Black Clover because since that anime has come out, they have not gone more than I'd say four weeks without an a episode coming out. Right. Right. That's what I want Rick and Morty to do. Oh, Just okay. keep producing all the fucking time. Don't stop. Stop when you're dead. Keep going. You got a good show. I'm just glad that they're coming out with new episodes. You know, I want a lot of enslavement in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> happy Easter. This is enslavement. To help get rid of this pop culture thing, that would be happy. What happened, what happened with him? With him? <laughs> I don't know. So... With Rick and Morty coming back, there's another show that will be coming back soon. They haven't actually told us exactly when, but The Umbrella Academy. Now, the composer for Umbrella Academy teases a big setting change and new characters coming to the second season. Um, Jeff Russo spoke to comicbook.com. When asked if there was anything that he could share, he said that there's definitely a big change in setting. Uh, referring to the cliffhanger that season one left us on. And then he began saying how much fun it is coming up with a new thematical ideas for new characters and how to underscore those new characters. It was what he finds interesting. So there's a lot of new and there's a lot of the same, a lot of them both, but it's definitely a thrill ride this year. So you can pretty much just pick out the two last words in that of this year and run with that. So, I'm excited. Did you actually? Uh, did you actually get to see that old man? I forgot you're over there. <laughs> I did not get to watch it yet. It's up on the flicks. It's definitely one that is interesting. Big Brother had a problem with yeah. This gentleman they, right here. If I was him, I would do nothing but leg day forever. Yeah. He looks ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Somebody skipped leg day. This motherfucker is an absolute treat, and he can't use his gift because he's a drug addict. <laughs> it's that kind of a, an eclectic bunch that are, they're all adopted. They were all born on the same day, and they all have superpowers. And they're all numbered, so uh, two, five... I don't know. Fill in the rest. Um, one. I'm going to say you're three? Three. Four. Four. Five. Six, anyway, seven. they're all numbered. That's my point. But it's a great show, man. I'm really excited for the second season of Umbrella Academy to be releasing soon. Well, when's the release date? Soon. Not yet. Soon. So, mind you, and uh, it's coming out before Bidness. Don't you got shit to do? We'll tell you when we get to it. It'll still, it'll still come something. out before Anthem is fixed. I know that. Hmm, yes, probably. well, everything's going to come out before Anthem is fixed. Especially this next series, which is uh, Steve Carell. He's got a new show on Netflix, and Netflix is sharing some of the new images for this show, which is Space Force. This man, Steve Carell, comic comedic genius... Um, people are very upset because The Office is leaving Netflix eventually. Yes. And once again, and eventually, I didn't really look into it because I never, I could never really get into The Office. Yeah. I have heard the British version is better. The new, since the new Peacock app came out, they're going to want to float that to to that app to kind of drive that numbers because yeah. because what else do they have? Friends. Friends. 
And I was expecting something else besides Friends. I just did the Ears, but Seinfeld. Okay. All right, you got Seinfeld there. Heroes. Oh, that was them, wasn't it? The first, uh, but don't go beyond the first season. Just yeah, stick at the first season. Let it go and say they have lived happily ever after. Don't don't waste your time. I was going to go into a Frozen song, but I can't copyrights. So, <clears throat> some more, uh, and this is a really interesting because I think Netflix is really looking to make this the new Office as a replacement. So it's. Not really going to be focused about space. It's going to be more of a workplace comedy, like The Office. And of course, you see one Mr. John Malkovich. Yeah, yeah. Academy Award winning John Malkovich is involved, as well as Sonic the Hedgehog. Not the actual hedgehog, uh, the, the actor, Ben Schwartz. I was going to say, they're really getting that guy yeah. out there quick. Man, that's a quick turnaround. Yeah. They're like, put him in this. He's like the cranberry salesman. I should have said the voice of Sonic, oh. not the actual hedgehog. That would be a lot more entertaining. Friends, there's Lisa Kudrow on that screenshot. Yes, man. Lisa Kudrow needed work, so she's going to be on the series. As well as uh, Booksmart's Dana Silvers and Silicon Valley's Jimmy O. Yang. So those are some of the names that they dropped there for that one. But May 29th, you're going to find it on Netflix, man. Once again, well before uh, Anthem is fixed. So, I don't know, man. I, I, I'll watch it. Because, you know, workplace dramas have their their place. But, uh, I can't. I'll give it a couple episodes. I'll give it my two-episode rule. Give it, a, give it a new show two episodes. If it doesn't hit you, it wasn't made for you. So, looks good. Steve Carell's extremely funny. We'll have to see how it goes. But, on we go. To the next story here, which is a little bit of hope. Well, I mean, not for many, because Galactus is coming. Um, but the main thing to pick out here is where are they going to uh, bring out the Herald for Galactus first? And what we find here is rumor going around Hollywood, and so sources close to We Got This Covered, say that the Herald for Galactus will be making his first appearance in the Nova movie which has been long rumored to be in, be in development. And while Marvel is now actively developing that project uh, with the Richard Ryder version of Nova, exploring more of the ex- obscure corners of outer space, which sets up what Marvel said they were going to do for the next phase and beyond, which is getting more cosmic. You don't get much more cosmic than that a guy, guy who goes definitely to... definitely looks cosmic with the, the cosmic Yeah, arm. and he's part of the Nova Corps. We've yeah. seen the Nova Corps in Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 1 and 2. We've seen a bunch of Nova Corps, but we haven't seen Nova. Now, we're getting Nova in a movie, and they're going to have Silver Surfer, some kind of Silver Surfer involved in it, introducing him to the MCU, which is big. Yeah, it's yeah. okay. I'm, I'm curious to see how it will play out. You know, will it be pivotal? Time will tell. Very true. But the other thing to really hone in on this is that it the last Silver Server we got was good. You had Lawrence Fishburne as the voice, and it, the Silver Surfer in the Fantastic Four 2 was not bad. It was a good representation. Galactus was horrible. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even didn't bother, bother to watch the second Silver Surfer. I mean, the, yeah, I mean, the Fantastic, Fantastic Four. 
I think I got conned into it, but it was. I mean, it was. They were horrible, but the first one wasn't completely bad entirely. Most so on we go to the next story with a little. Uh, well, not a lot of hope. It's the end of the Hulk. Oh, okay. I can't That's say it. I didn't see it coming. But pretty much what they say in the story here is that when one star is born, like, you know, Nova, another one has to die. So, sources close to, once again, we got this covered say that Marvel execs are planning on killing off Mark Ruffalo's Hulk in the future. Why in okay. the future? Well, it's supposed to be in a future season of She-Hulk. It's where first... We already know that he's going to be making an appearance in the first season of She-Hulk, giving her her powers. She gets into an accident, needs a blood transfusion. Here comes old Cousin Hulk. Spoiler alert, by the way, if you wanted to be surprised, you probably should have. Honestly, if you wanted to be surprised, you're probably not watching this podcast. Good point. But we appreciate you guys for watching. Fair enough. Like Amanda Miller. Um, So with the Hulk, I'm actually kind of happy that they have an end in sight. Because what they have planned for it, reportedly, sounds good if they get anywhere near this. But what they're saying is that he will be offed by his nemesis, Red Hulk, while protecting Jennifer, his cousin. Uh, which is uh, Jennifer Walters, the lawyer. Now, she gets mean and green and uh, all fighting machine, but she doesn't actually have like the temper that Bruce does. So she can okay. control it a little bit more. So oh, okay. she can still, you know, so do her lawyer uh, job. more balance in the force. Yeah, a little bit more balance in the force with that one. So no word on casting for who they're going to pick as She-Hulk. But they did say that um, they were looking for an Allison Brie type. But Allison Brie from Glow has not actually been approached to do it. They just said they want somebody that looks like you, but not really you. Is that a compliment or an insult? Could be both. Yeah, I was about to say, you could really go both with that. Yeah, you really could uh, go back and forth on that one. Yeah, but next we go onward. Oh, God, I've had lug nuts on this whole fucking podcast. <laughs> Overlook one thing. <laughs> it's the quarantine podcast all of a sudden. <laughs> Well-oiled machine, yeah, ladies pull and Pull that one out. <laughs> Put this one in. <laughs> this is some podcast. We don't know what we're doing. We're really trying here. There's really, a lot of wires. That really there. makes me look like a dick for saying to the old man, no, you gotta wait until lug nuts. So yeah. he's on the screen like I am watching lug nuts. <laughs> so where's the intro, dick? Like <laughs> God, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's just that's just teasing the uh the, the big reveal. Yes. Yeah. 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 I like that. Yeah. That's right. We had that planned all along. Yeah, we could just edit that out and <laughs> that's a whole first half of the podcast. I'm not redoing that. But uh, we'll go on to the next story. Because we are a well oiled machine. James Gunn, not Kevin Gunn, hints at Rocket Raccoon's future. With Guardians of the Galaxy, and he is saying it's going to be big. Obviously, James Gunn is feeling a little bit of the quarantine because he's really heavy on Twitter. Now, uh, he says, one fan, this is during a quarantine watch party for the original Guardians of the Galaxy. One fan asked him if 
the Rocket's origins will are going to be involved in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. He did say, I'll just say Rocket is a big part of what's happening in the future, and a lot of this stuff, like the scars we're about to see on his back, which is the part in Guardians 1, uh, sets up what I've been planning for Rocket all along. The Force is strong with this one, Vader. And I really like this because if you're a fan of the comics, you know exactly where this is going. And it's Chris and Kelly bobbing up and down like a bunch of groundhogs. <laughs> what are you doing? I know. What are they? Lemurs? Yeah, lemurs. Do we have to get the stick and poke you again? Get the hook. <laughs> the stick. Where is it? We'll poke them in that damn box. Close enough. Night. So while they goof around, though, if you're not familiar with Rocket's origin, spoiler alert, he was actually a genetic uh, ad- mutation of a, rac- uh, of a raccoon. I was going to see that. So yeah. there's not a race of raccoons? Now, it's not clear on what he's meaning here. Are we going to? Is this going to be part of the story to where it, we're coming full circle on Rocket? Because he's already said that this is happening right after uh, Guardians of the Galaxy he, 2. He could be being ironic. You know, maybe. Maybe it's just going to be referenced. In passing, like, oh no, I was actually born on a planet, and, you know, my girlfriend got killed, all that. You know, whatever. So we'll have to look, and somebody needs to get me a goddamn gif of that. (laughs) The old man. Kelly, work on that gif. The old man, like, zooming in. God, we have a hit on that. Yes. Yes. Yes, that. (laughs) <laughs> Good lord, that'll haunt me in my dreams. So, we do have a, another so, little thing here, which is a little bit of speculation, but speculation is fine in these dark times. So, rumor is, is that, once again, in November, the deal with Netflix and Marvel are done. So, Daredevil is free and clear this November. Now, with the quarantine, Disney has announced with their Phase 4 that everything shut down and delayed. The good news is that now this gives the Defenders the ability to be worked in. Now, they paused production on Spider-Man for filming until probably November, if we're going to be speculatory here, which lines up for Daredevil. And you also have a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes with uh, Marvel because there is a rumor that they have already acquired the rights to oh, the characters. Okay. So they may already be working on this and the actual probably, probably delay... not right now. Well, no, but the delay, now they're going over their scripts. They're, you know, especially with this, like, alright, we got Daredevil already set for Spider-Man. We don't, want to, we don't know when Spider-Man's coming out because that's going to be delayed. Everything's going to be delayed because we're probably going to see filming start up around November. And I think that with this, you really have an opportunity to involve the Marvel, uh, the actual Marvel characters that were missing in the mix. We're going to call this the nut box up here. I'm about to just, <laughs> I'm about to just make them go boop, disappear. So. In this, I find a lot of hope here because the Defenders could show up in a number of different ways. Shang-Chi's The Ring. It was rumored that Iron Fist is going to be popping up in there. As well as uh, Captain Marvel. Uh, Captain Marvel 3, or 2, is rumored to have Jessica Jones. So, with Captain Marvel 2, 
I think that'll be a good that'll be a good uh, a good thing for the whole franchise is to have all the characters under one roof. Yeah, so we'll yeah. have to see. Yeah. And most of the actors. The next story is a little bit of great news. Um, if it happened, everybody knows and loves the Batman Beyond uh, franchise for the animated series. It was created by um, Alan Burnett and Paul Dini. So Paul Dini was on a podcast with Kevin Smith, Batman Beyond. They were talking about this, and in the early two thousands, the Batman movie, live action movie that you could have had, Batman Beyond. But you never got. And it was with Clint Eastwood as an old Bruce Wayne. He'd be even better now. I think he would even fit the role. because Yeah, he'd be fantastic. He'd be able to use a cane, you know, because Bruce had a cane and his dog Ace. You know? I really, I really think that, yeah, Michael Keaton would be good for the role now, but I mm-hmm. still would love mm-hmm. to see... Clint Eastwood in that role. That that would be fantastic. He, he didn't do much. Great. He just sat in a chair. Yeah, that I think anybody could really do that. I've done that. He was like the old man now. Like he's yeah. just sitting behind a chair. Yeah. Making funny faces. Making funny faces. That's all he has to do. That's what <coughs> they do up there. And then just dub in some different stuff. But Boz Yakin. The title for that is called Executive Producer. There you go. Executive producer. So, director Boz Yakin almost made this live-action movie, Batman Beyond movie, with Clint Eastwood as Bruce Wayne. Yakin was going to co-write it alongside the show's creators, Alan Burnett and Paul Denny, but they pitched a a grimier Blade Runner-style film while Denny worked on a side script that uh, also turned out to happen. It was a separate script that turned into the Return of the Joker animated movie for Batman Beyond. And they ended up scrapping the movie, the live action movie, because it was looking too nihilistic and dark of an approach for them. But then they came out with Christopher Nolan Batman. And that kind of sets the tone for not dark and grit. Did they see the first movie that they made? Because that was dark. I'll be right back. With the scarecrow. So dark in comparison to that. Yeah, I mean, it had to be darker than that. If they turned down that, said, that yeah, we're going to give you an animated like movie. A Batman horror movie. And we're that getting, would be awesome. The Batman, I still want the Batman Who Laughs, which that would, that it, that would be a Batman horror movie. I think that would be great. But we'll have to see because WB doesn't actually say they're going to be doing anything. It is long rumored that they are going to be working on a new live action Batman Beyond with. Uh, Michael Keaton, but mm, we'll, we'll have see. to see what pans out. It may turn out just like this movie, to where you find out, yeah, man, they really went. They had a script, they had everything penned out, but uh, they just still couldn't pull the trigger. So we may never actually get that. Mm. Oh well. Yeah, on that bombshell, uh, we go over to our sponsor that I totally had prepared, which is: Do you need a home? 
everybody needs a place to game. So we want you to hop on over here to KW.com and find your agent, Caitlin Carezzi. She's doing all of the PA, New Jersey, and Delaware area, specializing in first-time home buyers and walking you through the step-by-step process that is essential to get you in to your gaming dream home. So we want you to hop on over there. The Carezzi Real Estate Team is located in Media, PA19063. And you can hop on over to KW.com to find your dream home today. And because everybody needs a place to home a place to game. And a home a home to game. There we go. That's been better. But we move on with the news. Yes, move on. Yeah, move on. Moving along. Moving on. <clears throat> moving on now. We're moving on to a blog. You know what PlayStation announced? A new controller. Looks like the old one, but white. A lot of people are commenting that it looks a lot like an Xbox controller. Wow, that looks just like an Xbox Xbox controller. controller. It's crazy, the timing of that one. Yeah. But, yeah, PlayStation introduced the new DualSense controller for the PS5. PlayStation revealed the new controller on uh, the PlayStation.blog stating that they started to ship the controllers to the devs that need it to give like the haptic feedback and different stuff to really immerse the player in the games, which is their kind of goal for this next season, uh, generation. Now, DualShock 4, when it came out, people loved it. It was widely praised. Yeah, yeah I mean, the, I mean the, 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 the standard is always, always like, ever like, since ever Xbox came, came on, on to the scene with, with not the... Not the OG, OG not not the OG, OG controller, controller, not the mm-hmm. big fat one. But when they when they shrunk that down to the S series, that was the controller that was the standard, and it only got perfected because of the offsetting uh, dual shots. I mean, like the analog sticks. So, so I would say 360 controller was probably the better controller out of the past four generations. The 360 controller was the most uniform. Oh, it's the controller I use for the Mac computer in there when I game on a controller. I plug in a, th- a, a, a aftermarket 360 controller right into the computer. Plays perfect. And it's a great controller. Fifth great in your hands. And that's kind of where you're getting with this is that you're getting a more Xbox feel because they're all going ergonomically with their grip and their designs. Um, Amanda Miller says, Hi, guys. Uh, can't believe... Uh, I can't be looking up in that corner, I miss what y'all are saying if I do. Oh, they're too busy looking at you making those funny faces. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought that would be distracting? Yeah. No way. Everyone. I think someone's going to get a box. <laughs> so, with the controller, they do have some nice features that they are adding into it, which is, once again, they're going for immersion, so they're incorporating an adaptive triggers for the L2 and R2, um, so you'll be able to feel the bowstring pullback. That'd be nice. They're looking for um, adapted, uh, adopted haptic feedback, which is going to try to make it, like, if you're driving through the dirt... It's going to try to rumble to make you feel like you're driving through the dirt and really try to pull you in. Um, So they got rid of the share button, but they moved it with the create. It's instead of a big share button, it's this little button right in the corner. Boop, create. Um, Now, the other bad thing about this, now, the one thing I found cool, they got rid of the little ball for the analogs and they're sunk in. So there's it's a lot more fluid there. 
I want. I, I, I have to I test have the to controller out to get a good feel on it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it looks good. They changed the angles of the triggers to better have a good, better grip, better design. So, I mean, it definitely, the PlayStation 4 controller, I will say, the triggers feel odd in comparison to even an Xbox controller. But it's, it's. I think this is a good step in the right direction. They changed the LED light to the really... The Xbox controller is more comfortable in your hand for longer periods of time. Yeah. So this yeah. looks like a very comfortable yeah. controller. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, they're going to be shipping them out. I mean, I'm sure the DualShock, uh, this new DualShock, they'll eventually have an update to have it work with the PS4. Or they may yeah. not and just make you buy a PS5. Yeah. They're going to do that. And Skyrim will probably be available. Yeah. yeah. Launch. For At sale. Launch. Yeah. Again. So... I mean, the other cool part about this is, besides changing the grip and the angle of the triggers, um, the new controller also has a built-in microphone array to allow players to chat without a headset, so more choppy fans, dogs barking, and moms yelling at Brandon to clean their goddamn room. Brandon, stop watching the podcast, clean your fucking room, and then go back. There's a pause button. Just log out and log back in. We don't need that. But it's online. <laughs> yeah, we've been playing a lot of ESO lately. Yeah. And look, kid, just clean. Take out the clean dog. Clean your room. Take out the trash. Do what your mom says. Then come back and... We I all have to hear it. I don't need to hear it. Or unplug the mic, please. Please! <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, now with this, there better be an off button. In the settings. I got up this morning, I played, there was a guy just sitting there with the mic open, just playing guitar as loud as he possibly could. I'm like, what the hell? Was his name Mike Rocket? I don't, I don't know, have a it could thing? have been. Did he sound like Bruce Springsteen? Uh, it could have been Mike Rocket, I don't know, but like... Was there a movie where, 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 where he was played by John Cusack? <laughs> so, we'll have to see... PlayStation 5 is still launching holiday 2020. No date is confirmed, but they did say on their blog that it is coming holiday 2020. So, I don't know, man. You can't. The internet's really having fun with this. I've seen it uh, made into different characters, like an uh, anime character with pigtails or the controller hand grips and stuff. I really... And other people... It's, by it's, Kelly, I think other people are really really bagging on this for looking like Xbox, but they're going for something different. They went with the two-tone controller instead of just giving you the same fucking thing you already bought and telling you it's different. You know? So, I I like their boldness in this decision. It's different. Two-tone. The LED lighting around the touchpad, that that's a nice, nice accent. Yeah. So, it looks like a nice controller. I subtle like differences, still, I think, a really good choice for PlayStation. Didn't so. go too different, just a little more comfortable. That was my first complaint when I picked it up. Yeah. And it looks like they corrected yeah. it. Especially, you can see the angle change. Just oh, yeah. looking at the controller over there on the on the coffee table, you can see the other a- angle is... It's going to look like this. Right? Well, yeah, it looks like an Xbox, but that's just because you're going more ergonomically designed. So he's getting an example here. Because we happen to have both of the favorites. So, yes, it will look more like this one. But if you look at the angle of the handle, the angle of the dangle, 
on the PlayStation controller, you notice that's you're gripping it tighter. You're gripping it in more to where the Xbox allows you to breathe so a little bit. All these innuendos in. Yes. As many as I can. But I really think this is a bold choice. Even though, yes, they all are going to look alike eventually. It's just going to be a branding thing. <laughs> and talking about branding, the next story here is Microsoft. Uh, all Microsoft events are going to be digital until 2021, man. Okay. That's so, good. Microsoft... Yeah, all digital. Now, this is also bringing them out of next year, if E3 goes normal, they're already saying, no, we're not going to be there. We're going to be all digital. You already have PlayStation being different, as well as Nintendo. There's a lot of different things involved here with going all digital. So you're really taking out that fan element, which really made these conventions fun. Yep. All because of a little virus that kills a lot of people. Yeah. My thoughts exactly, Link. So, uh, reported by PC Gamer. Uh, Microsoft will no longer be holding any in-person events uh, for the remainder of 2020. And like I said, it'll go on till July 2021, which will take them out of the July 20, uh, June 2021 E3 presentation if it goes normal. So, I think a lot more companies are going to be going that way. What about esports? Are they gonna are they gonna do anything with that at all? Well, a lot of esports now. ESPN has already started putting up different esports leagues like Madden and FIFA and you know Two K, as well as I want to say like something different like Rocket League or some shit. They obviously did the thing we reported with the F one and the NASCAR and the Indy racers with their games. So. Those kind of like esports leagues, I think you'll see a big raise since that you don't have the sporting events going on right now with that lack of stuff. But also, I think with esports, you don't actually have to have a comp a, a competition where you have a whole bunch of people coming together in an event. You know, we've seen that with PC players. We've seen that a lot with like Ark and a bunch of different games holding live events to where thousands and thousands of people continue to log on and watch the videos. So I think esports are still going to continue, but they're going to evolve more, but it's going to be less harsh on esports to evolve rather than like the actual sports teams or other live events that depend on person-to-person interaction. Excellent. He agrees. So... We'll have to see if people are going to follow Microsoft's example there. But one thing that I get excited about, and it came at the wrong time because I'm not going to get the right reaction, but Obsidian's survival game, Grounded, that was the one where it's Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah, I heard about that one. We heard about that back in E3 2018. And it's going to be entering early access on July 28th. And you already see where I'm going with this, boys. The name is right there in the title. It's coming to early access on Xbox Game Preview and Steam Early Access. They were both muted, but we're all doing... Ah, Steam! Uh. (laughs) There we go. 
That's all I ask. Just a little bit of humor. Just humor me a little bit. <laughs> so, Grounded, showing off another gameplay trailer, and it's... I'm impressed with it. Oh, my God, you fucker. You know, you're on a computer now, or close to a computer. You could just park or yeah. look up. Yeah, anyway. It's, it's very nice. I they guess. do have a new gameplay trailer, if you can get it. I went to Polygon. So, there we go, Comcast. Um, this gameplay trailer is showing off a lot of the uh, building, uh, base building, as well as weapons and other dangers of the backyard. Uh, they're showing it off on Tuesday. The good news is early access, July 20, 28th. And being early access, you're going to be involved. So they're not going to have the story mode complete. But they are going to make it so that you can help in interact with the developers to make sure that the story mode goes the way that they want it. So they're going to be listening. Okay. Where's, where's, where's Rick Moranis? Uh, this is a copyright ripoff, sir. So this is completely nothing to do with Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and just a Microsoft property that happens to have a similar pre- uh, premise. It's not See, the kids. The kid is African American. They weren't African American family. It's not Frosted Flakes. See? It's Frosty Flakes, and it's Tommy the Tiger. With Fitty. <laughs> so here, the one thing that I did find that was really cool is that if you are say scared of spiders, they're going to have a mode to where you can turn the spiders off. Oh, okay. What are they going to put? Or if you just don't like the spiders. You could just turn the spiders off. These days where they have to do that kind of shit. Hey, man, that could also be, you know what? This game is awesome, but those spiders are OP annoying. Fuck them spiders. Turn that off. But no. not the ants. I have a fear of <laughs> ants. Is no. the ants? Can they turn the ants off? Not the no. ants! It's going to be an easy mode to where it's just you. Oh, okay. <laughs> but... This That's is not, not going to be scary at all. That's like a safe place. This is not going to be your average, you know, backyard. <laughs> but we're going to start to see it on Xbox or Steam in July. So I definitely wanted to point out that one, which is really great. <clears throat> so uh, moving on here, I did have to add this one into the news, even though it's a rumor. Rumors say that a new Fable game is going to be coming out for the Xbox Series X. Let's hope it doesn't suck as much as the last one. I really hope that this is... They really take this seriously on how amazing the fans love this fantasy RPG. It was just one of the first games that I really fell in love with. Fantastic. I bought the Definitive Edition because I needed it. Oh, yeah. It is still playable to this day. It is. The Definitive Edition is great. I might actually... I think I still have that logged on the PC. I might play that shit later. But it's rumors, all right? Take it with a grain of salt. Everybody is hoping for another Fable. I couldn't help because I'm as giddy as well. I love Fable 1, Fable 2. You know what the Fable series was? It was like The Godfather. The more they went on, the more you didn't like them. Yeah, yeah. So this should be like Godfather. Although some will say that Godfather 2 is better than Godfather 1. We'll leave that discussion out of it. That's for another discussion later on, actually. Literally, a later discussion. I got a, I got a The Godfather games were good. Oh, man. Yeah, they, were, Besides, they were really good. What was it, two when they went to Miami? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, maybe. You should be talking about Scarface, though. Yeah. But I'm really hoping, because they had a game, Fable Legends, 
that they were working on, but they abandoned development because Lionsgate got bought. Um, but that's probably for the best anyway. No more Peter Molyneux. Um, <laughs> Let me ask you in your opinion. Were you a uh, fan of killing all the good guys or killing all the bad guys and becoming pretty, or are you a fan of killing the, the good guys and becoming ugly? I had a game where I did both, but I would more more often than not go the light side. Yes, yeah, I'd have the. Uh, that was the first revelation that you halo. that you really got because you were like, all right, you know, Paragon system, light side, dark side. I played Star Wars, but then it went. You're as you're playing, then you start seeing like the Halo. You start seeing like the butterflies, and when you're yeah. evil, you started people seeing react like to you differently. Cracks on your the... face. Every oh, time yeah. you died, the scars of where you died were still there. It was amazing for a fucking early game like that. Yeah. That was, uh, that was uh, well, that was and OG Xbox. Did you also change sexes? No, I didn't. No. But I did get married a couple times in Fable 2. <laughs> you had to try it. Yeah. You had You're to. like, really? The character can get married? Okay, I gotta try that. I, I picked a dime piece. Don't worry. She was, you know, she was. She had wide hips, wide birthing hips. Um, it's what they looked for back then. Okay, but you got to take it with a grain of salt. IGN's Miranda Sanchez said that she had a very, very, very exciting piece that would be uh, released today on Monday, but I didn't see it pop up there. So maybe a false claim here. Uh, but uh, industry insider, a well-followed industry ins- insider, Shinobi602, suggested that Xbox fans won't have to wait too much longer for games like a, quote, gorgeous fantasy worlds, a, quote, reboot, and a, quote, big sci-fi. So they're thinking that's three separate games that they're actually working on here. So where the gorgeous fantasy world, they're thinking Fable. Okay. Reboot, maybe Perfect Dark. Alright. Which has been the... Perfect Dark, a.k.a. Uh, GoldenEye. Yes, yes, GoldenEye 2. Electric Boogaloo, you asked for it. I we used to do we used gold, to uh, Perfect uh, Dark versus the, versus the uh, Insane Box. Box. And it was, and it was so, so freaking hard. hard. We used to put on Reboot Wall, wall Hack. Mm-hmm. And you would just <laughs> see them staring from like... From like Three rooms three away, rooms and they're, away. they're just aiming at you as they're strafing, and it's just hilarious <laughs> how the how the robotics, how the robotics work for the or how the AI worked in that. It was just like, dude, you're already looking at me, wall hack. Now the last one here, big sci-fi. They just say Obsidian's next game. Now, what do you want to bet that maybe that is a sequel to Outer Worlds? Oh, I'm hoping oh, it will be. I'm really hoping. But that's a, like, hey guys, we're working on uh, like a spinoff, like they did with New Vegas. Because they did New Vegas. Maybe it's like Outer Worlds, Andromeda. No, don't do that. Didn't work out for Mass Effect. But some kind of different game in that world, I would love. Or a new IP completely. Yeah. Yeah. So, we'll have to see. But on we go, and this one, I don't know, I had to report it. Because it's coming, really? to, you know, you, you, you guys don't got to get excited for this one, but it's coming to Steam, uh, Fallout seventy six, uh, yeah, really? uh, yeah, Fallout seventy six. But the Wastelanders update. This is the update that they said this is going to fix everything. And yeah. this, is, this is what pretty much the game should have came out with. 
in the beginning. Um, where they're adding NPCs and it's the Raiders and other vault dwellers and oh, they're actually adding a story because they realized, fuck, they found out. Yeah, they found out. We we didn't take it past Alpha. We just sort of said, go ahead, go for it. So they're adding it to you know the Alpine Alpine region here. It's Fallout. Maybe they updated the graphics. Added as long NPCs. As you can play it without any of the other players. It looks the better. Story is. It looks better than when you played it, at least. I mean, that one was. Whew, it was rough. You know, I mean, I I am a fan of MMOs myself. I'm a fan of lore in games. They got a lot of lore, but like, I want to interact with the characters. I don't want yeah. that. If I wanted to read, I'd go audible. Like, I would listen. I'd listen. <laughs> if I wanted to read, I would listen to it. That's right. <laughs> but, it's the only way to read. If you are a Fallout 76 fan, I know Kelly said a while ago that he had fr- uh, friends that were still playing Fallout 76. Do you still have friends that are playing that game? No, they no, they uh, they've been playing other games, but he played it for a while. <laughs> um, they listen to the sign above the above the game when you log in. It says, "Abandon all hope, ye who enter here." Yeah, <laughs> and then they then shut it off and go play something. Else. Which yeah. one is the newest one? Seventy six. Yeah. No, he was playing one even older than that. I think he was playing four. Oh, man. Oh, that's New Vegas four. was really good. That's Obsidian. That's the last story. We like that. Last one I played was uh, New Vegas. I played uh, I played New Vegas. I played four. I, I played all of them but this one, but that's just because. Uh, the shame with Fallout 76 is I wanted to like it. I wanted everyone to be wrong. and Yeah. It was just like, oh, really? The NPC now the main attraction. Okay. There's also new creatures and I'll gear go somewhere else now to be obtained as well. Yeah. But Bethesda is optimizing changes and including stuff in this update, so we'll have to see how fans react to the Wastelanders update before I'm going to personally get involved in it. And even if I do, I'm probably going to treat it like ESO, and I'm going to get it on sale. So we'll have to see if it turns out better. Agreed. Or if it's a flop. This next story, I hope, is not a flop. Dead Space creator Glenn Shuffield is working on a new game with PUBG Corporation, who made PUBG Player Unknown Battlegrounds. It doesn't sound so good anymore. So, it is going to be set in the PUBG universe. Oh, really? You don't say. So, not a lot of information besides that. Now... Uh, Sheffield left Sledgehammer Games and started his own company, Striking Distance Studios, with funding from PUBG Corp. They're fueling his latest project here, and it's going to be, they said, the studio is in development on a AAA game that is meant to be held in the same universe as the PUBG title game. So, no word on release date or anything other than that. We'll have to imagine that more stuff is coming, but the team, they did say that the team is still working in the face of the pandemic, they're still going to be going with that. So you do have more stuff coming from them. Well, I mean, it's not I know, hard, I that's not a, hard that's to work for developers. So. That's yeah, still yeah. a game. I still play PUBG, uh, and so there's a couple guys that I know. And, uh, oh, I know. I still see people on my Steam logging on PUBG, PUBG, PUBG. So a lot of people still play it. They, they are very seasonal as well, to where they're continually adding out content, which keep people coming back. The Battle Royale doesn't get old. And no, it does, but 
for some people. Just some it people. seems that the new smaller maps are like actually for multiple, uh, not just PUBG, but um, like in general, a smaller type of uh, map is actually becoming pretty popular because I don't think anyone likes to run around for 15 minutes grabbing great weapons and get shot in the back of the head. You know, and it's like, okay, I just wasted 15, 20 minutes of my life. So it seems like wait, a wait. Lot of smaller map. Wait, that's that's not the point of the game. What's that? Just to run around and then get shot in the back of the head? Waste, waste 15 minutes of your yeah. life? Yeah. I thought that was the point of the game. To waste 15 minutes of your life. I thought I was good, man. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing worse than, like, doing that. Like, finding the best, the best, all the attachments, and then you just, like, come out of the house and you're running towards the circle. And as soon as you get the circle, somebody shoots you from behind and you're dead. And you're like, okay. It's at that point that I turned it off. I said... It's all right, I'm good. I'm going to go do something else. And it. then I never touched it again. But honestly, <laughs> man, I honestly, I Too did sure. like the Call of Duties and all that. I just got, it got played out for me. Certain comment here. I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> I mean, it just got a little bit played out for me, but I do appreciate when a big company, uh, not, not big because they're still small, but when a company like PUBG Corp is going to reach out and help this guy who Dead Space was a great game, they're helping this guy. Like, hey, man, you got an idea? Come on over here. Be in our world. It may still be horror-based. You don't know. Maybe it's like a secret underground facility to where you have a bunch of zombies running around. And it still has that secluded uh, dead space feel to it. They just said AAA title. Which could really be anything. I, 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 I was so, so hankering for a new dead space game. That, 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 that'd be awesome. It, I would at least like to see a remake. Reboot? They could be doing a new Dead Space game with them doing the online content. Like, everybody do what you're best at. You know what I would say? I say they get Joe Palladino on a Dead Space game. He would be perfect for it. Because he did Saul really, really right so far, from what I saw from the first story yeah. in this podcast. If you skipped, you can go back and watch it. Once we finally got the internet working, it's actually a really nice video. But, <clears throat> moving on, we go on to another game just dropped, Resident Evil 3. Already hearing rumors of a Resident Evil 4 remake coming. Why? You don't need to remake 4. It's perfect the way it is. No, this is what we do. We regurgitate the same shit that you've seen before. Like, dude, literally, you got out through the nose. You got Resident Evil Two last year. You got Resident Evil Three this year, and then in 2022, guess what? You're getting a Resident Evil Four remake, Matt. Man, what about 2021? Well, that's where the rumors say that Resident Evil Eight's being put in there. They're just jam fucking you. They're fisting you, (laughs) Resident Evil. Just fisting you with Resident Evil. That's the title of the podcast. Resident Evil fisting. Resident Evil social fisting. (laughs) Social fisting. Resident Evil style. So, with 4. 4 was on GameCube. And that was the widely praised one, if I do remember correctly. 4 was GameCube, PS2, PC. Okay, so it is still out there. And it's also also downloadable for PS4, um, still on Steam, uh, and then... um, I did not believe your enthusiasm. I'm just calling bullshit on that. 
Yeah, it was really, really great. I really liked it. it but you're saying it still holds up and it doesn't need that retooling. No, it doesn't need it at all. Well, you're going to get it whether you want it or not. So you better show Well, up. you don't have to pay Bye. for it, but they believe a lot of other people are. Resident, Resident Evil 72. 72. Yeah, it's going to get there. Yeah, they're going to have the dead Mila Jovovich uh, mocap in there with uh, she's just going to be like uh, Cortana from Halo. Yeah. It'll okay. end up being Jason in space. Jason in space facing Freddy Krueger and Halo Master Chief. With the dead space guy, Isaac. There you go. Full circle. <laughs> I'm glad we got it. <laughs> we eventually get there. We got something. I don't know what that something is, but we got it. Whatever that, whatever that something is. Like I said, EA will still find a way to put loot boxes in it. Case in point, this next story. Yeah, man. ESRB loot ratings. boxes. ESRB ratings have changed today, and it came out that the Entertainment Software Rating Board announced new rating descriptions specifically for games with loot boxes. The new description will state on the package, and they actually have it right down here. In-game purchases with the following up uh, the follow-up description of includes random items, which is assigned to all the games that include purchases with any randomized elements, including loot box, uh, loot boxes, gotcha games, item or cards, uh, card packs, prize uh, prize wheels, and treasure chests. So look out for that on games in the future because a lot of people. Still on the fence about loot boxes and whether they want them in games. Um, it adds that pay-to-win mm. element along with gambling aspects as well. Which, if you are predisposed to gambling, that may just be the new vein that you find to pump the drug into. That could be who thought the idea up. Yeah. So uh, yeah. they know what this surprised. is like. <laughs> yeah, it gives me that same rush. Let's yeah. sell it. It's not it's taking not a more. Slightly more aggressive action towards loot boxes. We know that this element. Uh, hello, Charlie. Why are you crying? Why are you crying? Why are you crying? <laughs> we know that this element in gaming is kind of a bane in existence, but it only exists for like the the ten to fifteen year olds that use their parents' credit card or debit card, and they have to fraud out all the charges on them, and it's it's just a bad element all around. Like I understand the concept of. You know, yeah, the, the gaming tendency, the, like the gambling tendency behind it, but it yeah. this is not needed. Well, I think it's just a label. You know what I mean? It's adding more words onto it, which is just letting you know what you're getting into. In-game purchases. Now you know. If you're not a fan of that, now you know. You know what? No, that's I'm not going to buy that. But now I'm not going to waste my money on it and be you know all ass hurt about what I got with it. So that should lower the low, uh, the bad review ratings like that. The hate reviews. Uh, but okay. There's labels on. There's search and gender labels on everything. There's an FDA for food, the Food and Drug Administration for our our medication. Like and knowing, like I mean, you hear these advertisements on on the on the TV. It's just like you know, you know, this medication can cause death, but you're still going to take it because you know you don't want to have high blood pressure. <laughs> 
that was way too short of a symptom list for any medication. It would cause death, anal bleeding, two um, heads, two heads, minor genetic mutations, possible cancer, and slight loss of eyesight. Call your doctor if you have headaches or slight queasiness. The Daytrick Lord, Moloch Bow, randomly appearing and possessing you and your family and holding them for ransom for the entire world as a price. So, but, you know, the toe fungus goes away. So, as long as you get rid of the toe fungus, man, I mean, I think that's a win. So, if you have to deal with the Daytrick, you know, I think it's a small price to pay. That, that you need a topical cream. <laughs> yeah, it's just a topical cream. That's it. That's causes a, a, a demon <laughs> to come and get rid of your foot fungus for the price of your soul. You know, my feet are feeling better, but this day trick doesn't clean the house for shit. <laughs> <laughs> he just orders me around. <laughs> I tell him I'm in charge here. I paid for it. Well, my daughter pays the bills. So... We are coming to the end of this program, and we end off this podcast in many different ways, but one of my favorite ways is with a list, and like I mentioned before, James Gunn, not Kevin Gunn, took to Twitter, and he has a list here of 27 sequels that are better than the original movie. I thought this would be a nice little debate here. Um, so, sequels like Toy Story 2. I'd agree with that one. Alright, I guess. Godfather 2. Like I said earlier, that's up for debate. I'm a fan of the original myself, but 2 was still... It's been a while since I saw it. It was still good. Yeah, I mean, I... I I was in his way. Yeah, we had, had to, to move, move out of... Link needs space. He's kicking me. Move, you're fucking... Anyway. So, Spider-Man 2, which I wholeheartedly agree with. Spider-Man 2 was the best... I would say, even still, one of the best superhero movies to date. It was a really good one. It's in my top three. Spider-Man 2? Spider-Man yeah, man. That was, that was a good one. The really horrible one was Spider-Man 3. Three that was, was the one with that Venom and the dancing and yeah, that, that. Topher Grace for some reason. And you also had the guy from Wings who played Lull. Yeah. He was Lull for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, and Lull there. just Lull from Wings walks here, in and ends up airplane Spider Man. He's like, I don't even have an airplane. But then it turns out Lull from Wings is Sandman. Yeah, I don't know. When did you get sand powers in between fixing airplanes? It totally confused me. What's that movie that he was in? I'm looking at it. Sideways. Sideways, yes. That was an amazing movie, though. Yeah, it was. Um, Bad Lieutenant. (laughs) Next one on the list is Bad Lieutenant Port of Call New Orleans. Didn't watch that one. Evil Dead 2. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Shrek 2, hell yeah. Was it Shrek? The original one that was in? Yeah, it was the original Shrek that was in uh, the Will Smith movie. Um, Which one's that? Where he was the the last person on earth with the dog. I am Legend. There you go. Yeah, I am Legend. Um, 
Oh, okay. He played the original Shrek in that one, not Shrek 2, I believe. So I'm going to go with Will Smith. Um, the Dark Knight, which absolutely, that was a fantastic movie. Not that the Scarecrow wasn't good in the first one, but oh, Dark Knight, Heath Ledger's Joker, still one of the top three superhero movies of all time. Uh, Agreed. I would say the Dark Knight. Yeah, Dark Knight was awesome. The Dark Knight was a really good one. The Dark Knight was the porn version. You may not have watched the same movie. <laughs> I thought we were talking about superhero movies. That was a black guy named Nate, and he just kind of had wore a Batman outfit. <laughs> but uh, there's a remember the you got the last uh, you got the uh, Bruce Lee movie. Uh, the Last Dragon. Yes. 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 So, did you guys ever see the African American version? It's a real movie where the guy's name is actually Bruce Leroy. No, I have not. <laughs> it sounds like I need to. Bruce Leroy. <laughs> That's the title for the podcast. Bruce Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> <laughs> So, moving on after that, Bride of Frankenstein, Hellboy 2. That one wasn't bad. Hellboy 2, uh, The Golden Army, was really oh, yeah. good. That I love Hellboy 2. That was right. Uh, Ron Perlman, he was a great Hellboy. Yes, he was. Uh, Road Warrior, a few, for a few dollars more, Paddington 2, X2. Yeah, that's where they started to explore Wolverine's origin story of like it then back and that was really before that was like at the top of the curve. Yeah. Before three and Wolverine Origins and Wolverine Origins game was good. That was a uh oh, yeah, mature game. Awesome. The, uh, the one where he goes to to, to uh China. No. Or, that's uh five, four? Okay. Yeah, but yeah, I know I watched them all. I just couldn't remember which one that one was. It's so long ago too. There were so many of them. Empire Strikes Back. I agree with that one. Absolutely better yeah. than A New Hope, but that's right. also because a lot more stuff has come out with that. Yeah. You have uh, Rathacon. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Superman two. Yeah, that, that is, is definitely, definitely that is definitely true. true. Christopher Reeves, Batman Returns, which absolutely <laughs> Christopher Walken. <laughs> Christopher Walken. Well, we, need, we need more cowbell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's the opposite of Christopher Reeves? Christopher Walken. But that makes two Batman on his list. He has Dark Knight, and he also has Batman Returns, which is the awesome one with Danny DeVito. Keaton, DeVito, Pfeiffer. Yes, as Selena Kyle. Oh, man, that was an amazing movie, especially the scene when Danny DeVito has the, uh, the grocery store Batmobile in the back of the van, and he's driving it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, that, that was, was great! <laughs> <laughs> you looked a lot like him in that in that uh, <laughs> scene. Yeah. I knew you would like that. <clears throat> and going on here, Gremlins Two. I 
yeah, loved yeah, Gremlins too. Was really good. in the business building, and, the, and you had the woman, the female Gremlin. Did you which which cut did you see? Did you see the one in the theater where it cut to cut to uh, Hulk Hogan? Just, Let me tell you something, brother. Yeah. <laughs> I think no. I watched it on uh, Comedy Central. I think I no, we no, watched we, that on we HBO. Saw that on HBO, HBO, we saw it on the Home Box Office Network. There are two so cuts really of that movie. About this. I bought last last year. I bought a hoodie with an ugly Christmas sweater hoodie with Gizmo on it. Yeah, <laughs> about it because it came from China, and I bought a two XL, and it literally would fit Charlie. <laughs> you didn't see that it was a kid's. He didn't know it was coming from Wuhan. Yeah. Okay. Which, yeah, it could have still been there. That yeah. Yeah, so Blade 2 is on the list as well. Yeah. Uh, Legend of Drunken Master. Okay. Green. That was a good one. With that one. Desperado. Yeah, that was a really good movie. Yeah. Um, Desperado was the sequel to... to uh, El yes. Yeah, but El, it, it goes El Mariachi Desperado Once Upon a Time in Mexico. I think the third one, Once Upon a Time in Mexico, is better than all of them. Well, this is only sequels, sir. Not trequels. That's a different list. That's a different list entirely. But you we, do that list? <laughs> you do that list? We'll cover it next week. Coming up next week on the Triforce Podcast. We love your ideas. That's why we love having Kelly's list of... Movies where the third movie was better than all of them. It's probably a. It's probably not a on list. that list would be Godfather Three. Yeah, no. yeah, nowhere near. So Blade Runner twenty forty nine is on the list. I haven't gotten the chance to see that, no. but I have heard rave reviews, and it was really good. It was really good. I, I, so, from what I understand, Blade Runner still edges out twenty forty nine. I never I saw never the original. Saw I actually just saw 2049 the other day, and I thought it was really, really, really good. Really good. That kind of makes your opinion kind of moot there. <laughs> Next on the list is Magnum Force, and the one I like here, Des- Final Destination 2. Oh, he sucks. Yeah, yeah. Captain America. But here's another one for your list next week, Callie. Captain America, Winter Soldier, Captain America Civil War was even better than all of them. Yeah. 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 So that's another one for your list. I I have a tendency to disqualify Captain America because it was part of the MCU, which all movies are connectable. Put your legal book away. Isn't Blade then, kind of? Well... I think I think we just lost the call. Where's the, where's that mouse? We <laughs> where's lost the call? the call. It's on the other screen. Oh, I gotta get up. <laughs> Never mind. I'm sorry. We're in a tunnel. Can't hear anymore. Yeah, building is moving through the tunnel. <laughs> We're having the house move on a like rickety truck. He's like, what? There you go. Swordsman two and others are on the list here that other people put in. The Karate Kid Part 2, where they go to Okinawa, was better than the first one. I'm sure I may trigger some Cobra Kai friends, but I don't care. I yeah, don't that, agree. That, 
I don't agree with that at all. That and time was that Miyagi dodged that blade. Let's everybody talk at once. No, I haven't. No, I haven't. They make you pay for it, so we, we're, we're kind of... I'm waiting to see it for free. Um, they keep putting out for free every once in a while. Okay. Right, I'll have well, to keep we'll an eye out for it. For the free Dawn episode. of the Planet of the Apes. That was good. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. James Franco was actually really good in that movie. So let's yeah. see here. I know they have some other ones on the list that other Same people. One. Terminator Two. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. Rush Hour Two. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely, Rush Hour Two. I haven't seen How to Train Your Dragon Two or Raid Two, but they have that on there. Rocky Two. Bad Boys or Bad Boys 2? You, I, I refuse to do the Rocky series just because because they're all so good. <laughs> Every single except, no, except when the Tommy gun is not that good. <laughs> yeah, no, that one. Rocky the wrestling years. No, we can, yeah, we're not going to talk about Rocky. That's like Fight Club. We don't talk about Rocky Five. Yeah. So, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, I would agree, absolutely agreeably put that on the list. As much as I love the first one, the second volume was amazing. Yeah, they're both, yeah, they're both so, good. so good. So, this was a really good list, man. I'm really happy that I saw that with the Arnold putting the sunglasses on. We will be back. And that's a perfect that's a perfect metaphor for us because we will be back, fans. We will be back next week. The same same bat time, same bat channel on uh, Perjangers and Wallhangers Media Network. This has been podcast number 114. Um, I am one Matthew Bugrill, the Batman, and to my lefts, sprawled out on the couch getting belly rubs is the hero of time, Link Diablo, next to Big Brother, Stephen Bugrill, and in the quarantine box, one Mr. Twitchy Wilson, Kelly Collins, is I. We move from his ear to his eye. And... Okay. Uh, Old man Christopher Bristow as they do their zooming in. <laughs> oh, you need to do some nose hair trimming there, Cal. You got some long hangers out there. <laughs> but we we always want you to go over to pjnwh.com, find out what we titled this podcast. It's probably going to be something good. And we also want you to go over to the Contact Us page and let us know anything luggy and nutty is going on with your car, as well as if you want to be part of the Triforce podcast. We'll put you right up there in the quarantine box, man. Let us know if you want to do a podcast. We will help you produce it. We'll put it out there, man. We are the soapbox for your voice. Have Um, an opinion? We want to hear it. Anything to add, gentlemen? No, no. Uh, We're just uh, staying safe, washing our hands, keeping everybody, you know, you know, yeah, at least sane to the most part, the most that we can here. Right, right, right. Same. Working from home, doing doing the safe thing, playing games with Chris at the end of the night when he's not busy owning everyone. And there you go. So you guys have been on Call of Duty. We've been on Elder Scrolls Online. So. Oh, it's fantastic. I can't play it. I'll tell you, I can, but I, I can't play it because I re- it, the graphics are so much crappier than Skyrim that I just like refuse to play it. Yeah, I was kind of there too, but it, you get over that, it's a lot of fun. If you could just put it aside long enough to get through the tutorial, yeah. beginning part, play for a couple hours, more than eight, you know. 
Play it every eight hours it and you'll be hooked, man. I'm I'm all hooked in on my sorcerer. Especially after Skyrim came out with the uh, the modded ones. Dude, I'm in elsewhere right now, bitch. I'm hanging out with Khajiit. Yeah, I'm in uh, High Rock. <laughs> everyone, the everyone was swimming around. around. Lingerie in that game. Hang 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 out. Yeah, out. Okay. Anyway, yeah, that's it. Um, oh, I, and for your other podcast, I was saying before my phone died earlier that I did take pictures, and I'm ready to. We'll discuss that later, but. Oh yeah, so it sounds like not only are we going to have the reveal of uh, the new intro for Lug Nuts next week with the actual title of the podcast down there, not Quarantine, it'll say Lug Nuts, and next week's Triforce will say Quarantine, not Lug Nuts, um, but we, it sounds like we're going to have Kelly Collins on as well, so okay. we're going to have something luggy and nutty from him starting the ball rolling, and we'll have a little uh, Skype call in there, so we have a lot to look forward to next week. As always, this is a long, drawn-out goodbye. From us here at the Triforce Podcast, wishing you and yours to have a very safe and happy future, and we hope to see you next week. As always, lug, uh, lug nuts. As always, wall jangers, game on! We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Wow, gang. That's bad on my part. We forgot to do the thank yous. Thank you very much to Amanda Miller for laughing at this podcast, emoji style, on the Facebook as always, we always uh, we want to thank out Cody Pete Monahan Six for like in uh, last week's Triforce podcast from Pickle to Hulk on the audio uh, network, and as Kevin, well, as well as Kevin Bu Towers for uh, he liked last week's lug nuts or yesterday's lug nuts nuclear car Jetson sound mode, and Tom actually commented on it. Great work on that same lug nuts podcast, as well as Kevin Farrell. Walljanger Kevin, and then of course Bob! We always thank Bob for trolling up and down in the water. Bloop! Like a turd. There we go. There we go. Uh, Bye, gang. If you're a fan of the comics, you know exactly where this is going, and it's Chris and Kelly bobbing up and down like a bunch of groundhogs. Brandon! Stop watching the podcast, clean your fucking room, and then go back. There's a pause button. Just log out and log back in. We don't need that. They listen to the sign above the above the game when you log in. It says, abandon all hope, ye who enter here. I'm sorry. We're in a tunnel. Can't hear anymore. One fourteen in the PJ and WH Media Network podcasts. And this is the pre-show where we get everything ready and all the fuck-ups that happen at the end of the podcast, so... This is where we could have prevented it. Mm-hmm. But I have to sit here and play this game on my phone. Because it you had so small being laying, like, laying back like that. Yes, I'm... Uh, <laughs> you look like a tiny person. I'm going to be little brother this week. <laughs> Just little back here. <laughs> Not even there. What? It's all about perspective. And that's the lesson of the day, kids. I really like this whole three screen thing. I think this is going to work out great. If I got to say so myself. Not to pat myself on the back. The wiring the wiring is somewhat to be desired. It wouldn't <laughs> last long term, but... Um, 
for now. <laughs> the, to be honest, the wiring scares Link. He's like, I'm not going anywhere near it. And you know what? I'm with him. Yeah, you guys really need to check out um, yesterday's Lug Nuts because when I was editing that shit, I was cracking the fuck up. He wore a green shirt. I wore a green shirt. I just like, I had two shirts to choose from. I'm like, do I wear the shirt that I was wearing earlier or a new shirt? No. And he was like, I'll just wear that one. The green sh- the dream- green jacket he's wearing was fine, but the actual internal green just made it seem like he was like Ghost Rider. Like, he had no body. It was just a floating head. Nobody, no. He- that was my bone. Wah, bone punch! Frozen 2. The Kelly story. <laughs> he went for a walk. <laughs> and the right then- side of his face was last seen right there. On the internet, he on an ear, the Perjangers and Wallhangers podcast was the last time Kelly's face was seen. Another victim of 5G. The 5G <laughs> continues. 5G just internet already. That thing doesn't work. So, hi gang. The, it, it's really just uh, you know for the uh, whole suspense. When, when are you going to get with the program and just get internet from Fios? So when you're cheap. paying. Yeah, when you're paying. That's exactly what's It's the happen. same price. It's not. It's not the same price. I have Captain Frugal right next to me, sir. You can't bullshit him. Right in between, above Link, you're going to hit the subscribe button. And then right above... Where Chris is, you're going to be finding all of the playlists for the Triforce podcast. And above me, you'll find just for you, the best video for you. Have a little clicky, clickety, click, click right there. And as Connor says, one punch. Bye. <laughs>